welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful people at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. As a Middle Tennessee resident, they will get you in the best shape that you have ever been in. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for that first workout free. Uh, you can also go to Superbook Sports to get in on all the action for all your favorite major sports. You can wager on baseball, football right around the corner. Futures have you covered, or Superbook Sports has you covered on all the futures that you would want to bet at. Use that promo code A2Z, that's A-T-O-Z, in the Superbook Sports app. The legend is with us tonight, Mitch Ferkins in the comments. The great one, we love to see it. How are you doing, my guy? Uh, football season must be close if Mitch is making an appearance. I heard he got a new tattoo. I think it's DeAndre Hopkins related. Somebody sent me a screenshot on, uh, on Twitter. Perhaps Bert sent it to the group text the other day. Either way, Mitch, uh, hope you are uh, doing well and look forward to seeing you flexing out front of Nissan stadium in the very, very near future. I imagine, uh, I don't know if, uh, the great one goes to the preseason games, but certainly Blaine, Mickey, and myself will be doing the uh, Lee Company countdown to pre- uh, kick off from the Patriots game in a couple of weeks, not that far away. But the next training camp practice is tomorrow, and it's got me thinking about, all right, of all the things that I'm going to be watching this, uh, we're not in the offseason at this point, in the preseason, of all the different things that I'm going to be watching in training camp and in the preseason, what are the things that I need to learn the most about? Well, Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins' role within the offense, how he fits, how his skill set kind of supplements what it is that they might not have had previously. If any of you guys listen to Ryan Tannehill's press conference, I did ask him. Uh, so yesterday he gave a press conference. Did ask Ryan, you know, what kind of uh, things does Hopkins provide that you didn't previously have in that room? And he went into some detail and mostly revolving around veteran presence, you know, going into year 11. He's seen it all. He's done it all. He's played at every level of the game, at a very, very high level. And, and you know, I'm paraphrasing there, but did did give me a little bit of uh, insight onto why he's such a valuable player besides, you know, being still a very high-level wide receiver. But DeAndre Hopkins isn't the biggest key to success for this team. That lies at a much more granular level and a much less sexy level than DeAndre Hopkins, right? He helps them infinitely. He makes them a substantially better football team. But there is one thing that they have to get right if this team is to have any kind of reasonable success on offense. So uh, let's talk about this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch in the comment section. What is the key to the Titans offense this season? You let me know. Uh, It's your Two Rivers Four take. Wherever it is that you are streaming the show, you can simply comment and we will read some of those momentarily right after I remind you that the uh, wonderful people at the Ashton Real, or excuse me, at Two Rivers Ford, make your Two Rivers Ford take possible. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet for quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. The Two Rivers Ford take each and every night is made possible by those lovely people right there at Two Rivers Ford. 40 years in Middle Tennessee serving you, 40 more to go and to make sure that they continue to operate with honesty and integrity here as a locally owned company, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, powered by Ford, driven by people. So what's the biggest key to success for this offense this year? I'm sure wide receiver is going to be uh, a, a popular 
uh, a popular uh, option here. Patrick Clark says wide receiver, Texas Titans says, I have a question limit. I don't know what a question limit is, but, uh, you know, I, I hope you figure that out. Tim Kelly says Brandon Connor is the key to success. Offensive coordinator, you know, how he manages to figure out all these different pieces and parts. Um, you know, it's going to be a really interesting study, right? And we really won't know what to make, or at least I don't think you should make any kind of assessments about Tim Kelly until we've probably seen, I would say, at least three or four games. I know there's going to be, you know, opinions that sprout out, sprout up right away. But I would say, you know, let him let him get his feet on, uh, under him a little bit before we start deciding whether he's going to be a success or a failure at this job. Um, but I don't think that Tim Kelly even, Tim Kelly is important. Again, DeAndre Hopkins is important. Tim Kelly is important. The most important situation for them to resolve uh, is the one that MB and many of uh, the rest of you have pointed out, as does Franco, as does Jesse Johnson. The offensive line. Did anyone see this offense last year? That's where it starts. You are 1,000% correct. And as Greg Cosell and myself, on the latest episode of the install, we were talking through everything around DeAndre Hopkins and the Titans offense. By the way, that podcast available to you as of yesterday evening. You can check it out wherever you get your podcast. Greg and I back in the full swing of things now that the season is officially underway. In fact, Cosell is going to be in uh, in Nashville. He told me that he wanted to fly down for Titans training camp for a couple of days. So Greg's going to be hanging out with us live uh, there at Titans training camp. And we'll, uh, we'll do a special in-person training camp edition of the install. Uh, not one that we're going to sell tickets to the way that we did for the, uh, for the 150, 200 of you that showed up at the analog when we did the live show post-draft. Um, but I think we are going to have some special plans for what we might be able to do at the Titans facility with the two of us together. So look forward to that later on. But in the meantime, Hear from Greg about the most important piece of this offense this year. And, and getting back to the football part, you know, I, obviously I knew we were going to be talking again today and I know camp has started and obviously I'm starting to get my thought process back into the NFL. And, you know, you and I both know that the number one key to this offense will be the offensive line um, because they're, they're, they actually do not have, and again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and make people think that I think the Titans are a top five team in the league and they're great, but you know what? With Hopkins now and assuming development of younger players, you have to assume that, you know, that they're drafted. Burks was a first round pick. You know, Chig did well last year in his in his opportunities. You have to assume continued development. They still have Derrick Henry. You know, if, if this offensive line can at least be average to slightly better than average, this is not really a bad group on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, again, I don't want people to think I'm suggesting that they're, you know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Cincinnati Bengals or the Buffalo Bills or, you know, we don't want to, I'm not trying to draw any comparisons. I'm just saying that I think there's a chance if the offensive line can come together and they don't have to be the, uh, the best offensive line in the league, as long as they can do the job to some degree, there's some talent here on offense. So that's Greg Cosell's analysis of the offense, right? There's some promise. There's there's reasons to be optimistic. Optimistic about the uh, about the Titans' collection of skill position talent with DeAndre Hopkins and with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. But God help them if they can't figure out the offensive line situation. Average to slightly above average is really all they need to make this a functioning unit. And of course, we can't predict health, right? So how how these things play out over the course of training camp and the regular season, you know there's going to be something that happens down the line that's going to force them to adapt, right? 
You saw today even with training camp injuries, an unfortunate situation for Jalen Ramsey. Sounds like a full meniscus tear for the uh, Smyrna, Tennessee native, now Dolphins corner. Uh, he is somebody who apparently is not going to be available until at the earliest December, which ironically enough is when the Titans will travel to Miami for Monday night football. But like Jalen Ramsey got hurt today, he's going to miss a considerable amount of time. Joe Burrow had a calf strain today. We'll see how long they keep him out with that, but it sounds like uh, a less severe situation than might have previously, you know, him being carted off earlier from training camp. So these things happen, right? Larger point. Um, so it's impossible to predict how healthy they're going to stay this year as evidenced by the last two seasons. But I do think that there's a lot of promise and I do agree with Greg's conclusion. Offensive line is the most important, the most important position group for them to succeed this year. That is truly the key to the football team's success. Today is the quarterback's 35th birthday. What Ryan Tannehill should want from the Titans for his birthday is competent pass protection. Uh, Stephen King says we would be solid with Burt in as right tackle. Well, he does have a low center of gravity. I do think that he is capable of uh, – <laughs> his, his pass set looks something similar to what I would see a dad commit on a dance floor at a wedding at this stage. But, you know, uh, he's, uh, he's currently in the process of bulking up, so we'll see if he can't get – uh, to the same size as Lawan by the end of the primetime show based on the just massive plate of pasta that he appears to be eating while we're trying to do a professional live stream broadcast. You can't hold up the plate for everybody else to see. Nobody can see you but me. This is not a good stream. <laughs> it looks, I don't know, it's, it's somewhere between a quesadilla and pasta. I'm not sure what's happening back there. All I know is he's eating it vigorously. Suge Knight of Nash. Oh, there he is. What? It's a, it's a chicken pie. A chicken pie. A good-looking chicken pie. Like a chicken. Why are you saying it like Eric Cartman? <laughs> it's a, a chicken pie. Anyway. Okay. See, this is what I deal with. I'm literally watching Bert eat a full meal while trying to trying to get the streaming show off the ground. And you want no? What are you laughing about? Oh. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible to have any shred of competency around here. Now you people know what I deal with and why I'm so mad all the time. <laughs> Place is run by a bunch of children, says Bryce Erickson. That's right. But what does it say about me that I'm the one who's supposed to be in charge? Anyway, uh, <laughs> Stephen King says, Burt with a chicken pot pie, if you had that on your bingo card. Honestly, it is probably on the Robert Walsh bingo card, a, pie, a chicken pot pie somewhere, somewhere out there. Anyway. Uh, so yes, offensive line, uh, the most important position group, the biggest key to success. We're going to get into another position group though. That's going to matter to them a great deal this year. I will uh, first remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address without the stress and don't sell without the Intel that the Ashton team can provide to you. Nobody has better information on the best properties the way that the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators does. That's GaryAshton.com. So uh, as you look at all the different things, you know, like I said, the offensive line group trying to figure uh, trying to figure these things out. The right tackle situation looks like Jamarco Jones is going to get the first crack at things. Uh, I would say he's the most experienced option on the roster. Experience doesn't necessarily connote competency. I think Daniel Brunskill is a pretty good example of that. I think Daniel Brunskill is uh, is good enough uh, good enough to 
get through a season, but I don't think that you're going to particularly enjoy the experience of Daniel Brunskill starting on your offensive line. I think there's uh, I think there's a degree of this. I think there's a degree of this that, you know, as we've talked about, we've mentioned this several times, just because the names on the back of the jerseys are different does not necessarily mean that they're better. I do expect this to still be a below average offensive line in 2023. Now, certainly they can prove me wrong. Andre Dillard can capitalize on a new opportunity. Peter Skaronsky can be the kind of Pro Bowl caliber guard right out of the gate, even though he's never played that position. Aaron Burr can be a more natural fit at center. Certainly, these are all things that are possible. Uh, Dr. Lipschitz says, uh, Brunskill got beat several times in practice from what I saw. Yes, he was getting ragdolled by Jeff on a regular basis, and there's plenty of good NFL offensive linemen. There's plenty of offensive linemen who have been ragdolled by uh by Jeff Simmons but I would say to you uh that when Jeff Simmons is sprinting down the field after beating Daniel Brunskill on multiple reps and yelling to him uh to himself to his teammates to his coaches to all of us who are in attendance at practice that day too easy you hope that <laughs> you hope that uh who's a good defensive tackle on the schedule this year you hope that DeForest Buckner is also not screaming too easy as he runs by Daniel Brunskill to get to the quarterback so we will, uh, we will see how these things go. Mr. Jones says they are good at proving you wrong, Buck. At, you know, I, I, again, I, I stop, I stopped, you know, counting them out a long time ago, just generally counting them out of any situation. So I would, uh, I would say, uh, I would say that you are correct, but there, there has been a learning curve for me over the course of this will now be, I think six, this will be Mike Vrabel's. Yeah, this will be Mike Vrabel's sixth uh, NFL season with the Tennessee Titans as the head coach. I've stopped just counting them out of any situation. So I'm certain that they can figure things out. I'm certain that they can play above their play above their heads from time to time. But uh, yeah, that's that's not exactly what you want. Uh, Demario Patterson says you didn't say exactly what Big Jeff said, Buck. Got to add the ex. Uh, he's saying explicit word, ex- the expletive uh, in there. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to be okay on that. Amar says you're getting old, but I know, right? This is, I mean, shit guys, this is going to be, if it's Mike Vrabel's sixth season as the head coach, that means it's my seventh covering the team. That's wild to me. You know, it feels like, uh, it feels like yesterday I was uh, wandering into the Titans locker room for my first training camp as a scared 22 year old reporter with zero experience, not even really a reporter, a guy that was hired to run a, a control board overnight at a radio station that just happened to email a PR guy and said, Hey, I'm coming to cover practice. Would love if you could get me on the credential list. And sure enough, they were dumb enough to let me in there. Jokes on them seven years later. Anyway, uh, so uh, not a young buck anymore, says Mr. Jones. I know Johnny Glennon from, uh, from the Nashville Post still calls me young buck, and I have to remind him, No, Johnny, I'm 30 now. <laughs> not, not a young buck has grays in his beard at this stage. Anyway. Um, so looking at, uh, looking at all the, uh, looking at all the different scenarios for the Titans, you know, there's plenty of question marks, right? And the, the offensive line, the offensive line is a, as big a question mark as any that's out there. So let's talk about the biggest question marks that you have on the roster. It might be the offensive line. It might be another position group. I'm going to, I will tell you, I will tease that I will pick another position group other than the offensive line. But we will talk about these things together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by TrueMath Fitness. 
in the Gulch. Thursdays are True Math Fitness Days for me. They can be for you if that works for your schedule. Whether you want to take personal training with True Math the way that I do, whether you want to go work out in one of their boot camp style group fitness classes, or to sign up for a membership and have their open gym at your disposal, their entire facility at your disposal, whenever you want to work out. The staff is great, friendly, and good at what they do. The coaches are exceptional. The facility is awesome and conveniently located in downtown Nashville. TrueMavFitness.com is where you go, and you can get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMavFitness.com. Uh, somebody said that uh, Lipschitz says, Buck, Colts fans are pissed about you comparing Ursay to Snyder today. I didn't compare them today. I just said that. Now that Danny Snyder's gone, Jim Irsay is probably one of the most hated owners in the NFL. It's not a comparison. It's just, you know, people hate Jim Irsay, right? I'm sure his running back hates Jim, <laughs> Jim Irsay today. I'm sure his running back's agent hates Jim Irsay today. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't a comparison necessarily. But uh, there are people People feel about what – people are going to have whatever feelings that they want to have about whatever they think that they heard, right? I wor- I've worked – God, again, this, this sounds like a – Anytime, anytime a media person says, I've been in this business for X amount of years. Well, I've, I've been doing this long enough that I've been aggregated before for things that I didn't really say. You remember when the, when every aggregator out there had me saying that the Titans initially offered DeAndre Hopkins a contract about three weeks before they actually did? I do. It should happen. So you, you just learn to let that stuff kind of roll off and let them be butthurt about whatever they want to be butthurt about. So um, I, think that, uh, I think that when you look at all the different question marks on the roster – Omar says inside linebacker, he's saying middle linebacker, but inside linebacker, uh, a question mark. I would agree, right? You've you've turned over at least the two starters. We'll see who the two starters end up being. Leaders in the clubhouse right now, I'll share the uh, free agent from San Francisco and Monty Rice, the former third-round pick out of Georgia. Uh, Grim Jim 69 says the key to success is still the Titans offensive line. Yes, you might be a little behind, but we did cover that. Earlier, Shug says, Buck, what's your thoughts on keeping three QBs? Is it the new wave? No, I think it's definitely going to be a playoff thing. Like, it's designed for the postseason, right? It's designed for teams who get into a situation that San Francisco did where Christian McCaffrey is getting ready to take snaps in the NFC Championship game because they're out of quarterbacks. Um, they are, uh, yeah, uh, so this this is a team that might be interesting to see that as an experiment in the regular season, but the vast majority of teams are going to utilize that once they get to the postseason. That's more of a playoff team rule or more applicable for playoff teams uh, once we get later in the year. Um, so as you look at all the different, uh, as you look at all the different position groups that you have question marks about, my biggest question mark is the corner, uh, the corner group. Um, some of you are mentioning Caleb Farley and yes, Farley is still on the team. He's on the physically unable to perform list. So he's not practicing as, uh, as is Dylan Radens at this point. But uh, yeah, my biggest question is about the cornerback group because there's a lot of players there whose players there whose names you would recognize, but I don't necessarily know where they're all going to play or how they're all going to work together because this is the 32nd ranked passing defense in the sport last year. The pass rush was bad. The secondary was worse, and they need to figure things out. You mentioned opportunities. There's opportunities all over the field for for guys, whether you're coming in as a, a free agent acquisition, whether you're new to the team as a rookie, an undrafted dude, or guys still competing for spots as vets. What do you kind of make of the opportunity that's in front of you right now to, to kind of carve out a role for yourself in the secondary? Yeah, man, just taking it day by day, you know, just building on what I can build on and contributing to the team however I can. 
um, with, the, with the goal in mind of just, like I said, getting better. Um, every day I come out here to perfect my craft and master my craft. And uh, whether that be, you know, just coming out here backpedal, doing footwork drills, doing uh, ball drills, doing everything I can to just become a better corner, um, but a better overall player for this team and, and just trying to get better for myself. You're, you're somebody who understands what it takes to win a championship. Yes, and sir. that's something that not a lot of guys have an exposure to. Whether You, know, you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins go to the Hall of Fame, hasn't had the opportunity to compete for a championship yet. Right. What kind of experiences can you impart upon teammates who you know maybe have been in the league longer than you or kind of help, help them understand what it takes to accomplish the ultimate goal, seeing as you've been there yourself? Uh, really, man, it just takes, man, a team, believing in each other, believing in themselves, um, and just always working, you know, never being content with where they are, but always trying to get to a higher uh, platform. I think um, just by, you know, the opportunity that I had to play in the Super Bowl and to go to the playoffs um, a few times, I know that, you know, the season's going to have its, its rough points, but at the end of the day, you have to always fight through adversity and fight through it um, and battle through everything to, to kind of get to that point um, and really just stay composed. You know, a lot of the times guys can – uh, whether it's get a ball caught on you, whether it's a touchdown score, you can put your head down, you can uh, mobile body, you can do all these things. But really, man, just staying composed and, and just fighting through, like I said, adversity and just being able to um, bounce back through everything you've been through or whatever you're going through and just know that there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. What? what is- so that's a, a clip from the interview that we did with Sean Murphy Bunting at training camp on Tuesday. Uh, and you can, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday. Uh, Tajay Spears is going to be the player that we interviewed tomorrow, so we will be sure to enjoy that. Pretty boy bunting, says Suge. That's right. Uh, I thought Rand Carthon was good. I thought Sean Murphy bunting was good. Both of those interviews, as I mentioned, available in the podcast feed of the radio show. Or if you choose, you can, uh, if you need some more Titans content tonight or maybe later in the week uh, or weekend at this point, you can uh, watch them both on YouTube. They have both Rand Carthon and Sean Murphy bunting's interviews up and available on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel. Just make sure the same way that you like the video around here, you like the video over there as well. Uh, a lot of you guys are asking me about Josh Wiley. Um, I, to be honest, I don't know what the deal with Wiley is. I, I know he wasn't out there the other day. Uh, it's only the first day that we were out there. So, you know, I'm, I mean, he could be out there tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I noticed that he wasn't out there yesterday. Didn't make much of it. I mean, there's other players who weren't out there yesterday either. But, uh, yeah, if he's not out there tomorrow, I'm sure we'll ask. Um, when are you going to interview Malik, says Billy Jordan. Uh, so we did a, we did an interview with Malik last year. Malik is – so the way this works, just for – you know, I, I don't know how much you guys care about this stuff. But, like, just to make it easier on the PR staff, uh, I send them a whole list of guys that I want throughout the entirety of training camp. So uh, they kind of work with the player schedules. They can get them on the schedule down the line. It allows the PR staff to plan better so they can get the players uh, to me, in the in, not necessarily in the order that I ask for them, and I don't ask for them in a particular order. I just say, hey, here's a list of 15. These are the 15 guys I want at some point this training camp. You know, I'll, I'll work with you on which days and what, and we'll figure out, you know, the time that works best for the player. So. Uh, those two Spears and, uh, Murphy Bunting were two of the ones that I requested. I don't know yet when Malik, uh, will be on the show, but I did request all three quarterbacks, Malik, Levis, and, uh, and Willis. So hopefully we will hear from all three quarterbacks on the radio show. Uh, Jeremy asked, is Landry on your list? Well, no, I didn't ask for Harold this year. Harold, uh, oh, you know who I just realized, and I've had Arden Key on the radio show. Maybe I'll maybe I'll circle back around and ask for Arden. But uh, yeah, Harold is Harold hates doing interviews, so I try not to bother Harold too often with interviews. 
And, you know, I just thought first year coming back, he's going to be peppered by a bunch of people. I, I don't necessarily think that, uh, that Harold would be, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't think that Harold wants to do it. And if you don't want to do it, then I don't want to ask you to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do a bad interview just because you think that you've got some obligation to do it. Uh, Key, Frank uh, Galbraith says Key would be good. Uh, Arden's been on the radio show over the phone. Um, Arden's been at the radio show over the phone uh, at some point in the spring. And he was, he was really good. We, we really enjoyed Arden. Um, so I will, uh, I will see if I can't circle back around. Arden would do it and would enjoy doing it. Harold, I know, won't enjoy doing it, and not not because you know there's any issue with with me and Harold, right? But it's just Harold doesn't enjoy doing the media stuff, and I know Harold's got a good personality, and I know that, uh, and I know that that is not something that he enjoys sharing with people publicly or in, through the media. So you know, tend to ask Harold questions when I need to ask Harold questions, and for the most part, let him let him uh, you know let him have his space because uh, I think that's just you know you got to deal with everybody differently, and that's fine. Um, Malik Levis and Willis Thobuck says, uh, oh, did I say Malik Levis? It's going to be hard, right? It's <laughs> Malik Willis and Will Levis. I don't know why it's so hard for me to say those two names consecutively. Uh, Lipschitz says, I've se- seen less than five interviews ever with him. He doesn't do them. Well, I think I think Harold, Harold is, you know, summarily stonewalled enough interviewers that people just stopped asking for Harold. And like I said, you know, I'm, it's like Mike Tomlin. Uh, I want uh, I want volunteers, not hostages. I'm not trying to do hostage interviews on the radio show. Uh, Van Boys TV says, any update on the field graphics during the throwbacks? I mean, yeah, it's my understanding that they can do that if they want to. Uh, whether they're going to or not, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure they'll have some kind of announcement if they plan to do something like that. But uh, uh, it's my understanding that there's nothing that's outright keeping them from putting the Oilers logos on the field when they wear the throwbacks. So. Uh, let's keep it moving on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Who needs to bounce back most in sports this week? We'll get to your nominees right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, and they will match your first bet up to $250. Superbook Sports has the ability for you to make money on all your favorite major sports, whether it's baseball right now, whether you are somebody who is betting on NBA Summer League, whether you're looking at some NFL futures in the Superbook Sports app, all of those things available to you when you plug in that promo code A2Z. Uh, You can uh, go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Steven Snyder, 86, says DeAndre Hopkins' victims on social media need to bounce back. Yes, we talked about the uh, cold-blooded social media assassin that your new wide receiver appears to be um i uh i heard willis and levis are like homies getting lunch together a lot uh so i i mean i can only speak to one instant and i i didn't see this firsthand but i had somebody tell me that they had been seen together uh prior to during the like right before early report stuff uh having uh, a, a late brunch together at a uh, local restaurant downtown. Again, I'm not here to TMZ them, but I do know that they spend time together outside of outside of football. You know, they're in the same position group room every day. You know, I'm sure that they understand their situation is weird. 
uh, we all understand that their situation is weird and you know that doesn't mean that they can't be decent to one another and certainly it seems like they are so that's good study together work together eat together all of them right now that Tannehill now that the veterans are back in the mix completely um you know I know Ryan Tannehill is very much a part of that as well so uh, who needs to bounce back Puka says Burt needs to bounce back it's my understanding he will bounce back he has been medically unable to uh he's been physically unable to perform the radio show apparently is still well enough to uh, muscle his way through primetime. So well done by you. This is his flu game the past couple of weeks or past couple of days, I suppose. But yes, Burt will bounce back. And it's my understanding he'll be back on Ramon, Kayla, and Will tomorrow. Um, let's see. Who else needs to bounce back? Uh, Titans haters need to bounce back, says Mr. Jones. Well, I don't know who necessarily you're talking about recently or if you're just saying generally that haters need to bounce back. But that's all well and good. Uh, training camp injuries. Jalen Ramsey needs to bounce back. Man, that sucks. He's going to be done, it sounds like, until December at the earliest. He had a full meniscus tear, according to reports, in his left knee and was carted off the practice, uh, the Dolphins practice field today. Well, I can tell you that it is not an ACL injury. I know a lot of folks were worried about that when they saw Jalen Ramsey on the cart. A source is telling me it is a meniscus injury that will require surgery. Now, meniscus surgeries, there's two different timelines. If it's a repair of the meniscus where they have to sew it back together that we're talking about months of a recovery if it's a meniscus trim you're talking around six weeks which is right up against the start of the season so that is the timeline that we're looking at right now via sources that's the best hope for Jalen Ramsey this is uh, the best case scenario based on uh, the mechanism of how he injured himself today in practice so Jalen Ramsey's status for week one is in question. That's what we'll say right now. The timeline for his recovery will be further clarified once they complete the surgery, which should occur in the near future. So that's Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network um, breaking down the Jalen Ramsey situation. And like I said, really, really unfortunate. Training camp injuries, they're going to happen. They're going to happen to this football team. Uh, they're going to happen to everybody, right? It's just a, uh, it's a part of just the sport. So uh, hope that Jalen has a speedy recovery. Hope that he is able to get back on the field in a in a timely fashion. Hope the same for Joe Burrow and anybody else who's been injured in the por- the early portion of. I hate what's happening with Naheem Hines right now. It sounds like the Bills are trying to not pay him the money uh, that he's owed by nature of how the injury occurred. Um, you know, there's all kinds of clauses in those contracts that have language that gives teams an out for situations like, you know, for example, getting in an accident on a jet ski, even when the accident was certainly not uh, the fault of Naheem Hines. Uh, MB says, bounce back Sean Payton. That was a low blow today. Yeah, apparently Sean Payton. I haven't read the the USA Today interview, but apparently Sean Payton gave a scathing interview about Nathaniel Hackett and the former Broncos, Broncos coaching staff about how badly a job that they did last year. And I see, uh, I've seen some pushback on that. So far, listen, I like that Sean Payton says things, um, so I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to chastise him for that. But I know that a lot of people in the league did not have a good reaction to that at this point. Uh, Jacob Ray, Houston fans complaining about the uniforms being taken with their name is taken from the Chiefs when they were the Dallas Texans. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you know, people people are quick to forget (laughs) that, that, you know, it's like the 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 Lakers are formerly of Milwaukee. Um, the Grizzlies are formerly of Vancouver, not Memphis, right? Like these are all, these are all things that I think a lot of people, uh, that a lot of people are quick to forget when they get into arguments about things like throwbacks, but you know, whatever, it's just a bunch of noise at this time of year. 
Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate you guys spending some time here with us throughout the course of the week. Radio show, again, live from training camp tomorrow. Tajay Spears will be the guest. Uh, we will uh, we will continue to uh, we will continue to provide you live and on location coverage from Titans training camp. I'll be out there tomorrow. I'll also be out there Saturday before I have to drive to Indiana for a wedding that I'm going to miss, but a reception that I'm going to try and make. So, uh, Bert, uh, get better, Bert says Stephen King in the uh, in the YouTube chat. Yes, Bert's babies uh, strong uh, in the chat as is the case. As he's showing me his cleaned plate, which means that he must either be healthy or, you know, just, uh, stuffing himself with enough, uh, what is it? Throat numbing spray to try and engulf an entire chicken pot pie. It sounds borderline sexual in nature. And I hope that he was, you know, uh, I hope that he was, uh, <laughs> I hope that he behaved himself whilst eating said chicken pot pie and did not American pie said chicken pot pie. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate you guys. As I said, uh, talk to you on this show the next time on Sunday evening. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.